All right, welcome to the debut, the premiere of what might be a very short-lived podcast we're calling An Hour You'll Never Get Back. I'm Chris Sonorato. My buddy Sean Bagnardi also will be hosting this podcast and will bring you everything from sports news to life debates to pointless conversation no doubt which we're very good at shawnee man it's it's great to get this thing rolling and uh i'm not really sure the genesis of all this how did this actually happen that we felt our voices might need to be heard on topics right i tend to enjoy listening to you speak mm. and me speak well there's no doubt about that so you I talk to your, like you talk to yourself a lot all the time yeah so i felt like maybe other people would enjoy it too but truthfully <clears throat> i feel like People have been asking me, what's this podcast going to be about? Yeah. So I'm excited today that like in an hour and a half or so, I'll actually know and be able to tell them. Right, because we don't really know. We We've said, to... well, sports, current events, right, and, and like, like I said, life topics. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we've got, we're going to have a guest each week. So we'll, you know, we'll always debut late Sunday night, early Monday morning. We'll tweet out the link. We'll put it on Facebook. Uh, it's called An Hour You'll Never Get Back. You can find us on SoundCloud. But we'll have a guest every week. And our guest to start things off is Sarah Sherman. She teaches creative writing, studied creative writing, went to a great school at Ithaca College. Yeah. St. Rose as well. There, Chris, uh, no, no, okay. not at all. No, all right. just telling the truth. Right. Just facts on this podcast. Okay, um, and uh, and also wrote a column um, for uh, a weekly. Was it a weekly publication? Weekly, weekly publication. So we'll get into some good stuff with Sarah here as as we go, and we'll have a, a, a guest each week. Uh, it was a sex column, Sean. Okay. Yeah, you buried the lead, Chris. I, I did. Well, that's sometimes that's the uh, genius of it all, <laughs> right? You know, is to let the build up happen and don't just blunt force people. Um, but look, let's talk about some of the things we've heard in the news, news, sports, world events lately that caught your eye or your attention. What'd oh, you see this past boy. week? Well, I saw. The first Republican presidential debate this week. Yes, you are not the only one. The ratings were through the roof. I think it averaged like 24 million people. It was something. Far from what you would consider the standard debate. First of all, these these aren't even de – I love when people say, well, it's not even a debate. It's a Q&A. I mean, things tend to get heated a little bit on stage, right. but – it takes a while for that to happen. There were some exchanges, obviously, between the candidates, right. but it felt like there were just as many exchanges between <laughs> the moderators yes. and the candidates. It felt very much like an interrogation. Of Trump? Of a lot of them. Okay. I felt like, not to say they were on the attack, but I felt like they were saying, you know what? Obviously, Fox News leans very right, Republican. Right. So they, I felt like they were almost trying to weed out mm. the certain things, yep. like, Here's why people don't like you. Yeah. Tell us why they're right or wrong. Right. So it made for some interesting back and forth. Certainly Trump and started right with him with the first question. There was a split screen at one point during the debate of Donald Trump and Rand Paul. That is epic hair and epic hair side by side. That's all. I, I couldn't even listen to the words. I was so fixated on their hair. Yes. And you're a big hair guy. I'm a big hair guy. Yes. <laughs> I think all guys should be big hair guys. As long as you've got it. Right. Flaunt it. Many don't. Some don't. Some don't. Yeah. The unfortunate few. Um, 
I, I agree. It felt like an interrogation. But did we learn anything after this? I mean, what did you actually learn after all this? Because here's the thing. There were 10 candidates on stage. Too many. In the primetime debate. Remember, you had the happy hour debate before seven candidates. So there were 10 up for primetime. And honestly, even before it started, I said, I could could kick seven off stage right now and tell you they have no chance of winning the nomination. And weed it down to three. Right. Which will come, obviously. We're so far away from the election. I think it's it's hard to learn much. But I think that... As far as Donald Trump goes, you know, he's he is the spectacle mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. this for the Republicans. And a lot of them obviously don't like that. And that, you know, the very first question was, is there anybody on this stage who is not willing to pledge themselves to the Republican nominee if right. it's not them? And of course, you know, he raised, he his, raised hand. his hand. But they knew he was gonna be the one, so they said we're gonna start this debate. With a bang, we're going to make him no raise doubt. his hand first, and we're going to confront him on that. Because they know if he doesn't get the nomination and he then runs as an independent, he will steal so many Republican mm-hmm. votes away from the Republican nominee that yep. it could hurt them. And obviously, that's not what Fox News wants. I mean, that's not. So they were, I don't say on the attack, but they were going to confront that very early. Although, I don't really like that question, and frankly, I think all 10 should have raised their hand. Because why would you say... That they're not going to support whoever the nominee if it well, isn't them. Because they're, they're basically saying, look, you're going to pledge yourself to the... You're going to support fully the Republican nominee no matter who it is. Why would anybody do that, though? I mean, it could be anybody who's not even on that stage. To me, that doesn't make sense. Right. I'm not going to just stand here and say, yes, I'm going to support somebody else. And the other nine could have raised their hands and said, well, what if it's Trump? Well, well, here's the thing. And, and, and Donald Trump said this in the debate. He said, you know, part of his problem with, with where our country is right now is our level and our, our consciousness to be politically correct. Right. And so... All of the other nine were politically correct in in not raising their hands. That's correct. He was not. He will say whatever he thinks. And Megyn Kelly even you know called him out on some of the name calling he's done right. of women in the past. Um, in some ways, it's refreshing, right? Right. Now look, and in other ways, when he says things, you just have to shake your head and think. Boy, I hope no one's actually listening to this and taking it seriously. Right. Some of his appeal, obviously, is the fact that he is willing it's a shock factor to just say what is on his mind yes and the word is refreshing because in politics we see it all the time where people will just dance around stuff he goes out of his way to not dance around anything and just calls it like it is which is nice i think we need a little bit more of that in general but the fact that he says it is great but what he's saying is obviously just as important and right. that's where a lot of people then take exception to him too but we're a long way out And we'll see. There's a lot of work to be done on both sides. I mean, they said a number of times in that debate, you know, you got one of you is going to be up against uh, the Democratic candidate, most likely Hillary Clinton. Right. I'm not even sure on that. I mean, there's a long way to go. Well, you said something to me last night that was very interesting, I thought. You said you heard from, I'm not going to remember exactly, but that the winner of the 2016 presidential election may not even be in the race yet. Yeah, we had heard from someone who, who knows a little something about politics. Yep. It had gotten to someone in our newsroom, I'll say, and we'll just, well, I guess we can talk about that in a second, but in terms of what we do. Yeah. But had said to that person, 
the next president of the United States isn't even in the race yet. Now, that kind of blows my mind because there are so many candidates and it feels like Hillary is is easily the the, the heavyweight in the Democratic Party right now. She's the heavyweight, no question. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get it in there. Well, why don't we get into that? So we both work in news. We are in a newsroom, a, a local news station. I do sports. Sean produces uh, an 11 o'clock newscast for us. So if any of this comes across as professional, that might be why. That might be why. Right. There's a real good chance it won't come across as professional, no. I would think. Yeah, I don't but, even know that that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, we're around microphones and cameras gotcha. enough to right. where we're not going to be complete idiots, I suppose. Yeah, I would hope not. Oh, too early to tell. It's early. Yeah, very early. How many of these episodes do you think, do you think this <laughs> podcast will last longer than the Geico Caveman sitcom? Ooh. Uh, that's, boy, that's I mean, that was an odd very long. No. I'm, how did that ever get to be a sitcom? Are we still doing this? <laughs> Are we still doing this yeah. as long as Trump right. is Ooh. in the race? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Here's the thing about Donald Trump, right? And we're, we're not going to harp on this too long, but he's going to get out before he loses, right? Won't he say he would rather, like, he'd sleep better at night to say that that he bowed out before he actually lost an election or a primary don't know. If he's not polling well, is he still going to be polling well when you go to primaries? Don't know. All right. You're I full think, of answers. Well, I think a lot of people think that, uh, you know, now he might be hurt by some of his recent comments, but I'm not sure because no, that's... the numbers that's, are still good. That's always his appeal anyway. Right. I mean, so... Right. What did he do differently? Right. The people who like that Thursday are going to continue night. to like it. Yeah. So, and yeah, he's number one right now in the polls, so he should stick around for a while. Yeah. But so far, we have zero listeners. Uh, none. Not, well, we have one who's in the room with us right now, and she's kind of been forced to listen to this before we bring Sarah uh, onto the podcast. You know what's going on this weekend that made me feel really old? National Football Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, give me some names. Jerome Bettis. Oh, Tim Brown. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about Bettis. Bettis, for me, is the one that jumped out at me because I remember him playing at Notre Dame. Right. So... And then he had a very long NFL career with the Rams and Steelers, and I remember this guy playing in college, and now he's five years removed and going to the Football Hall of Fame. It's unbelievable. And I feel like, too, when, when in watching sports now, when you see the ages on some of these guys, oh, the birthdays right. kill me. The right. 90s yeah, birthdays right. absolutely kill me. And it's, it's like if I were playing in a professional sport yep. – I would be on the tail end. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I'd right. be the old guy going yep. out there. Right. Like, can he give us two innings of relief today? Right. I mean. Right. So, look, that just has me feeling very old after the weekend, knowing that those guys are going into the Hall of Fame. Yes. And you are old. Well, this, anyway, right. I mean, we're Right. We're it just reaffirms what I already know. Correct. Right? Absolutely. Confirms what I already know. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's no turning back now. All right, so, Shawnee, what we didn't do at the beginning of this was tell a little something about ourselves that may pull the curtain back to our very limited listening audience. Is there anything about yourself you want to share that, that I don't know or that, that most people don't know? Well, no, but I will. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You said, I believe the way you phrased this the other day was, 
something maybe endearing about yourself. Yeah, it's a way to ingratiate yourself. Sure. To, yeah. No. no. That can't be done. Okay. But there's a story, an embarrassing story, a self-deprecating Perfect. story that All people right. might... Okay. So as you mentioned, I produce the 11 o'clock show at the station where we work. Right. Part of the duties involved with that job uh, require me to mm-hmm. enter graphics that wind up on the screen. Right. So, so like if somebody's being interviewed, right. we put up their name, so on and so forth. Correct. Okay. So... Generally, you'll see the graphic come up on the bottom of the screen. There'll be two lines. One will say the person's name, and then underneath it will say their title. Right? right. You see that in every soundbite ever on television. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so, within the last couple of weeks, we had our financial expert on the show. And what's his name? His name is Hugh Johnson. Okay. He is not just locally for us, but... A nationally recognized really? guy who comes on some of the cable network shows even. And I didn't as know that. As far as I know and does some stuff with them. He is he's a top dog. Okay. Hugh Johnson mm-hmm. is his name. Right. Occasionally, we joke around. So does so he own his own firm or company he, or how does that he work? He is the chairman okay. of Hugh Johnson Advisors, okay. which will become relevant in a moment. I'm sure. <laughs> uh so yeah, he's got he is his his whole thing. He's he's the man. Okay. Um, we occasionally joke around when he's coming in mm. to the studio. Obviously, that oh you know we got we got we got huge coming in. You know we got yep. huge coming in. So <clears throat> now, it, how, how many times in your time at the station would you say you've typed in his name and key and put it on TV? Uh, probably a dozen. Yep. Okay. You know, in about five years, we have him on. Whenever there's a big financial story worth having him on, I sure. mean, he's he's our I think our first go to in that regard. First or second, we have a couple, but yep. he's one of the big ones. Okay, <laughs> he's really, really one of the really big <laughs> ones. Uh, so because we occasionally refer to him as huge, mm-hmm. I guess that was on my mind one day when I when I say no more. Been. Yeah, so. In the graphic, I typed his name, Hugh Johnson, mm-hmm. chairman of Huge Johnson Advisors. Yes. Right. Which is not the best thing to do. Now, that- as the newscast go- is going, you're sitting back in a control room. Correct. You're watching this. Did you notice it then? I did not. No. I noticed it about three minutes later when we got an email <laughs> from our web producer uh-huh. who noticed someone had posted a picture of it to our Facebook page. Why not? Said, look, I want you to just be aware that this guy just put this on. I mean, this is the age we live in now where, you know, 15 years ago, that goes by. If anybody sees it, maybe they see it and joke about it, whatever. Right. But now, anybody with a DVR, just hits rewind, pause, snaps the picture. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere on the World Wide Web. Right. So... The next day we come in, there was there were a few discussions about it, but nothing nothing crazy. And I felt bad. I mean, I left sure. here angry because, yeah. look, it's funny, but when you're the one who makes a mistake, right. you feel like crap about it. And, like, you've gotten to know him, I'm sure, at this point on some level. Like, he comes in, maybe he's in a meeting of some sort. You don't want to – obviously, you're not going to intentionally do that. Right, sure. The last thing that you would ever want to do is – 
offend somebody who's a regular guest, sure. even if it's inadvertently. Right. And you don't want to do that just for the station and certainly not for yourself. So I told the boss when I came in, I said, look, if if Hugh calls, you want me to talk to him, apologize, whatever, because I, I genuinely am sorry. Right. I would never Did do anything like that Did he know that, that this had happened? Our boss. No, Hugh. Hugh. Don't know. Okay. He never. He never even... As far as I know, reached out to us in any way about it. Okay. So that doesn't mean he didn't know, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it got like one or two likes on our Facebook page. Right. Nothing. I so think people didn't it, so even really Facebook. pay attention to it. Okay. Right. So Did it go beyond that. Not that day. Mm. Uh, not even the next day. I don't think. Okay. I believe it was the following day when somebody noticed. Jimmy Fallon segment on the Tonight Show called Screen Grabs, yep. where people send him <laughs> funny screenshots of anything, whether it's something idiotic on a website or even in, out of a newspaper, whatever it is, where it's something that's just funny or means something else right. or whatever. Yeah. So almost like the way Leno used to do, was it headlines, headlines or whatever? Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. So, Huge Johnson yep. made it uh, to the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. which... Again, if you're going to make a mistake, you might as well might as well make it big. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but it, you I, called it too. You said, "Watch, this will end up on Fallon." That night, I yeah. Did. I, because, but you know, it was funny. It was actually somebody else too who had sent it to him because he says so and so from Albany sent us this. Yep. And he, you know, Jimmy Fallon he has ties ties yep. here. Went to St. Rose. Yep. So. He was like, oh, hey, Albany, we got some from Albany. Oh, no. Once you hear that, <laughs> what else could it be? Right. You know, somebody from somewhere near Albany was yeah. watching your local news. Sure. And huge Johnson. So he and his uh, cohort, mm. Higgins, there had a little yep. fun with that yep. one. Um, you can find that on YouTube if you haven't already seen it. Yeah. So Hugh, if you're listening, you're not listening. Nobody's no, listening. No, please. But, Hugh, but it, you, this will make you feel better, won't it? It will. Yeah. yeah. Hugh, okay. this is my form. Perfect. And just like it took one little thing on the internet to get spread like wildfire, yeah. we can only hope yeah. that the same thing could happen and Hugh could hear this apology one day. You're talking Hugh, about a lot of big things, now a little thing and a huge thing. Huge thing. Yeah. Hugh, I'm very sorry. I did not mean to offend you in any it way. It was in the subconscious somewhere. He he has to have heard that a million times, though, right? Oh, of course. How do you not? Brutal. And the next day, of course, I said, you know, it's not the first but time. But where's the insult in it? Well, it's not, but it's just... Sure, you're, you're, you you're changing want. his name. Correct. All right. Yeah. Fair. But like I said the next day, that's not the first time I put a huge Johnson somewhere it didn't belong, but... <laughs> And it's not the worst thing you've put on television. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Those, okay. We can save those stories. Yeah. All right. So, wait a minute. Don't you have a story? I'm getting to it. Okay, good. I'm getting to it. Good. So, here's something that, that you don't know about me, um, but my my friends in college uh, would, would remember. We did a semester in Los Angeles as, when I was at Ithaca, and there was this dive karaoke bar in Burbank that was not far from our living complex that we'd go to called Dimples. Mr. Belding would frequent this place. Oh, Dennis Haskins. Sure. So we'd see him pretty pretty frequently. Um, but my go-to karaoke, and this was performed many more times than, than once. The fact that you have a go-to karaoke well, is something I didn't know about. Well, yeah, I, it, it's no longer, but it, but mm. it did exist. Um, and God, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The name of the song is escaping me right now. 
uh, but it was a Shania Twain song. Dear God. It was not Man, I Feel Like a Woman, but okay. I can't remember what it was now. But I no, it, it was not You're Still the One. It's a classic. Um, she she but, has a lot uh, of classics. But yeah, but I, that used to bring the house down at Dimples. Now, a little story about Mr. Belding. Yeah. He used to, his his seemingly goal every night was to try to gather together a, a group of girls to sing the song by the Divinals, I Touch Myself. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think his goal should have been to get them together to sing the theme song to say by the bell. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good too. Yeah, he's probably over that. I would think so. And, and from what I've heard, uh, Dimples has closed. Very depressed about that. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, You're crushed. I, I am. I am a little bit. All right, let's bring in our guest now, okay? Let's I think we've it. wasted enough of her time. No doubt. And everyone else is time listening. We're about to waste more. And we'll bring in Sarah Sherman, who is uh, a creative writing teacher at St. Rose, uh, as studied creative writing, went to Ithaca and St. Rose, but more importantly, Sean wrote a sex column, and obviously that opens up a lot of questions from us. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. It is a pleasure for us to have you on as our first guest. Only a good friend would stoop to this level <laughs> to help us out. There's no doubt. Right? Oh, I'm honored, honestly. So what I want to know right off the bat is what is the most interesting thing to the writer of a sex column? Um, I guess just finding out how bizarre people are when it comes to their sex lives. You're not kidding. Do you have an example? Yeah. Um, the Definitely the most interesting experience I had while writing the column was going to a sex dungeon called La Domain, where <laughs> oh boy. upon entering the house, I was offered tea that a slave was preparing. Sure. Not an actual slave. Well, they consider her a slave, and she sits on the ground and gets her head petted and cannot make direct eye contact with her masters and mistress. This is unbelievable. You went to the dungeon. This I did. is unbelievable. My father found out and was not pleased. Well, sure, I can imagine. I let a few people know the approximate location of where I was deep in the woods, but... Um, in the woods. The approximate Because you said, you said house, and I'm picturing like just this house on an yeah, ordinary like, street that you know, people just don't oh, realize no. what's going on in there. 352 Elm Street. Right. You know. <laughs> this, is, this is in oh, the no. woods? Oh, yeah. Back roads, the whole shebang. Well, they had the approximate location yeah. anyway. Well, yeah. I guess the cell phone could give off a GPS. Okay, so there's, there's this slave, if you will, mm -hmm. who, do, who brings you tea, and then what happens next? What kind of tea? I, I don't it's know. It you tasted, didn't drink it, it did you? Did drink I it. mean, I was a little nervous. I sure. thought it was going to be some sort of potion or yeah. something, you know. Um, and they told me that if I had to ask any questions about the, I guess we'll call it equipment that they had, their rule in the house is if you ask what it is, it will be used on you. So I refrained. I wouldn't ask a single question. So I refrained <laughs> from asking about anything. They knew why you were there? They knew you were doing a column? Yes. Okay. Yep. I had contacted them. I had... Um, been given the information from a previous story I was doing, um, a woman who owns a sex toy shop, and she put me in touch with this mistress who runs this house, and I emailed her and asked her if she would do an interview, and they welcomed me in with open arms, and ended up being very pleased that I open. portrayed BDSM in a positive light. Wow. So... so 
who are the, the clientele frequenting this dungeon? People from all around the world, honestly. They had a guy come from London, who they now call London Broil, because he wanted to be roasted on a spit and to the point of arousal. And, you know, it was his dream come true. So there's, wow. there's all types. The main, <laughs> the main goal, I guess, for the people going there is that they want to learn to play the role of a master or a mistress. Uh-huh. So the slave that was there was putting in her time to learn the 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 role. I, I mean, these are probably ordinary people, right? Like careers, yeah. jobs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe You'd, marriages, kids. Oh yeah, yeah. lawyers, doctors, mm, sure, everything. Right. Next door neighbors, absolutely. It's a little getaway for them. Wow. Well, that's something unique that you would have learned from this. Okay. He so. asked the question about the the roaster, and they they had no <laughs> yeah, idea. Right, exactly. Actually. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Get on there. <laughs> We're spinning you for a few hours. That's it. You're done. Wow. Okay, so yeah. you made you made you got out of that one alive and okay. I did, yeah. And what other things did you encounter as you wrote this? Um, the, that just blew my mind. We could have ended there. Right. But there's gotta be more. I think well what sparked the whole column was an article I had done on swingers. And that's another thing where it's the people that you would least expect are participating in that sort of activity. Mm -hmm. Um, What I found, I guess, through the whole experience of writing the column was just that people love to talk about sex and people are very open to share what they're into and what they're not. And yeah, but are they open to do it on a very upfront level or do you feel like? The way it's sent to you, I mean, obviously people aren't using real names, right, most of the time. Right. Well, and I was lucky because I guess I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of friends who enjoy talking about sex. Okay. So a lot of the column was me just having conversations with my friends, asking them, you know, depending on the topic of the week and, you know, them saying, all right, I'll tell you this, but you got to change my name. Interesting. Yeah. So what percentage of what you were writing about was about you? or about versus what was about others? I would always, I, I didn't feel comfortable talking about everyone else's behavior without throwing in a little bit about myself. Hmm. So um, I, I guess I tended to lead um, with my own opinion and then kind of say, so that got me talking to my friends about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so everything in the column that I said about myself was true and I never really hesitated. I didn't approach a topic unless I was comfortable saying things about myself let me just set the scene here set it. coming off that high this is an hour you'll never get back it's our first episode of a podcast chris Honorado, sean bagnardi and we're joined by sarah sherman who you've written i know short stories and and obviously i know there's a long-term goal to get a, to get many things that you've already done or in the future done you know published yes. um you're going to teach creative writing i am um You've also worked as a bartender, and, and and just because this is radio or or a podcast, you're an attractive young female. So I'm sure you've encountered things from idiot guys like Sean and I that that we'll share here over the next few minutes as well. Absolutely, no question. Yeah. So uh, springboarding off of that, I want to know what is the worst way a guy has ever approached you it may may not even be necessarily just a pickup line or even like the worst first date but just like the worst Mm -hmm, ever mm -hmm. approach that just Mm -hmm. made you think did he really think that was gonna work yeah i think quite simply staring (laughs) 
that yeah okay <laughs> you don't even have to we don't even have to speak as men to insult women <laughs> like elbow yeah. elbow up on the bar like chin to your knuckles and just staring it's someone, gotta be the someone has done this yes <laughs> yeah. that's unbelievable like eyes locked right there for minutes <laughs> okay but let me ask you this how much of that is the person as opposed to the action? Because let's say Bradley Cooper's in there with his elbow on the bar, giving you the look. Is that a problem? Now you're like, whoa, Bradley Cooper's making eye contact with yeah, me. I mean, Bradley Cooper checking me out. I mean, that's no, that's not a problem. Is that a, would that be a problem for you? If Bradley Cooper checked me out, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but you tell everyone that story, of course. Right. <laughs> no, but but then to my point. It's more about who's coming on to you as opposed to how they are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if yeah, if it were Bradley Cooper, I might deal with the situation a little differently. But in the situation I was talking about, the other bartender that I was working with warned me that he would, if I went missing, he would probably find me in that guy's basement, <laughs> staring. See, I would have immediately thought, like, there's a bad pickup line in here somewhere. there's those those two. Have you heard one that that maybe isn't a classic? The one that stands out um, is definitely, so I'm chatting with a guy, and then he says, puts out his arm, he says, oh, do you feel that? And I check his arm, and he says, does that feel like boyfriend material to you? Oh, man. That's a rough one. (laughs) That's a rough one. It's one of my favorites. What if there's part of me that's kind of like, you know what, That's there's some cleverness there, no? Well, (laughs) here's the thing. Yeah, would you, is it, can it be sweet and charming if if a really bad pickup line is kind of meant to be bad? Or is it just bad? No, I mean, because there's a lot of guys that will use them, you know, Obviously, just trying to be funny, right? And yeah, then right. They'll, exactly. You know, follow it up with something else. But, Staring. So I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Like, I mean, I guess that leads us to the whole thing about you know being attracted to somebody, physical appearance. It definitely comes into play. So, what's worse, a really like bad pickup line from a really attractive guy? Or a guy who you're not really that attracted to, but you, who has the sweetest, most endearing approach. What's worse to have to deal with? I think probably the good-looking guy with the bad pickup line, just because um, I kind of get the idea that they're kind of He's already fooled and, himself. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. nobody needs yeah. that. Right, or, already fooled himself. You have a good pickup line? I don't, man. I really don't. I've never like I've never tried to use one. I don't think there is a good one, right? I mean, there's no line. There's no one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, before we know what the heck we're doing, all we ever do, like back in the day, all we'd ever do is like you'd like offer to buy a girl a drink. Right. right. And they'd take it and then you'd never see them again. You'd be out, <laughs> you'd be out the eight fifty. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. No, I have one that I I love that you use. Well, no, I, in in that joking way, and okay. it takes a very specific set of circumstances. All right, I'm not even sure where I got this from. This isn't mine, but I heard it a million years ago. So the the girl would have to sneeze, and when she does, oh, you, but this is everyone this uses is, this. Really? Go ahead, say it. I don't even know this one. I'd say God bless yeah. you, but I see he already has. <laughs> God. Yeah. 
Like, you is think that a lot of people use it? Oh, yeah, I've heard oh. that. So you're just sitting I've around. You're probably staring. No, waiting, waiting for this. For waiting sneeze, for this. Right. Sneeze. Are, are you like, pepper? I take the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was you're say, pepper yeah. everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Gotcha. <laughs> just to try to get that's them to terrible. Sneeze. That's that's of no, it's it's terrible. awful. But I'll say it to anybody. Sure. You know what I mean, right? Just yeah, because it's funny, it, right? It's not really as much of a pickup line, correct? As it is, but it is that cliche, like bad pickup line where it's like, "Are you tired? You've been running through my mind, All right?" Day, yeah. yeah, like mm. you know, like those. Are Did just, it hurt? Did what when hurt? You fell from when heaven. you fell from heaven. <laughs> oh, I mean, we could do this all day really long. Could. One thing I want to ask because we've bothered you with this in the past, and we've wasted a lot of your time with these ridiculous questions and scenarios. But leagues, you hear a lot of girls say, "I don't even think about whether or not like this guy is in my league." There's no such thing as a league. If he's funny, if he's charming, if he's nice. There's no such thing as like, I'm not going to worry about what he necessarily looks like, mm-hmm. which is a lie, I realize. But do you believe in like real leads? That's absolutely a lie. Right. It doesn't matter what he looks like. Of course it does. Right. Right. We all, I mean, every, we all feel that way. And you should feel that way. There's a physical attraction to begin with any relationship. Right. And I don't think that's wrong to, to right. do that. I, you have to be attracted to somebody. Okay. So is there a league? Do you believe in leagues where someone is out of your league, in your league, or vice versa, probably more appropriate, you're out of their league. I wish I could say I didn't, but I do. And I think it ultimately comes down to what your standards are and what you're looking for in a in a partner. And you're going to have expectations, and you're going to, I mean, hopefully you're going to want someone to meet those expectations. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people set their standards low and end up settling. Mm. But... That's probably because they think that person's out of their league, I guess. Or maybe the opposite. I don't know. Right. They're afraid to achieve a, a higher league. Right. Do you look at couples just at the bar or wherever and say, she is way out of his league. Why is she with him or the opposite? Yeah, which, like, how did she get this guy? Right. Which way do you see it more? <laughs> do you find in couples the guy to be out of her league more or or the girl to be out of his league more? Absolutely the girl being out of the guy's league. Yeah, there's Naturally. no doubt. Yeah. No <laughs> right. See, at the racetrack all the time. I mean, it's Oh, forget it. Yeah. Anywhere. How much of that's money, right? Oh, yeah, Could be. gold diggers. I mean, I mean, that's... Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So you believe in leagues? I think I do, yes. Unfortunately. Would you, in a relationship, and this might have something to do with why we see couples and say she's out of here what is she doing with him in a relationship would you rather be the better looking of the two where you're walking around and and you're not maybe not thinking this yourself but you would rather people say oh she's way out of his league than the other way around i don't know i mean i want people to think i'm good looking sure sure um but i would also hope that I don't know, like when I see a pretty girl with a not so great looking guy, Mm -hmm. I assume that there's got to be something else there. And I have in the past been attracted to people that on the surface, I didn't say, oh, wow, he's really handsome. He's hot. But there's something there. There's some sort of energy with that person that builds an attraction. Okay. Yeah. See, you're you're more on one end of a scale where this question really is irrelevant. But like, do you feel like in the past you've you've been? 
Like, do you have you ever been in a relationship where you felt like your girlfriends or whatever would look at you and say, mm. "Man, how'd she get that guy?" No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's confidence. It I is. like that. Yeah, and maybe now, maybe now my current relationship, maybe. Really, interesting. Okay. So before that, do you think it was all just the other way around, where? The guys you were with, his guy friends would be like, dude, whatever you did, just right. keep doing Don't it. Don't screw this yeah, one up. Like, I mean, in one of my past relationships, I had people literally saying to me, what are you doing? You're way out of his league. And I hated that because I felt like... Now, did guys say that or did girls say that? Both. Okay, because guys would say that. Yeah. No matter what. Right. <laughs> right. But um, I don't know. It... It upset me because I feel like they were, you know, putting him down, mm. not giving him a chance, judging him based on superficial things. And, you know, I, you know, look beyond some of that stuff. But. But, but we know as guys that generally we are dating someone out of our league. Right. right? Well, we are. Well, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Right. That, generally as guys, like. Right. But that's what you want, Right. Well, is it? That's the question. Would you rather be the good looking one in the relationship, yeah, John? I guess everybody would, wouldn't you? But then at the same I don't know, time, because I, don't I think know. I'd rather I feel walk like around with a girl where, where everyone is like, how did he get, like, look at her. Yeah, you just I don't guess. want her to hear that. It's just taxing. You just have to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just don't want her to know well, that everyone else is saying that. She's going to find it out. It opens up a lot of <laughs> options then. So then have you ever said to one of your friends the same thing that they said to you when you were with that guy? And been Absolutely. Like, really? So it bothered oh, yeah. you. When they said it to you, <laughs> of course. Yet I mean, you still felt compelled to say, "This guy, you can do so much better than him." Because it it bothered me, but I think deep down, I, I guess, sadly, knew it was kind of true, which is maybe mm. part of the reason why it didn't end up working out. Um, Only because of the physical aspect, though, right? Not like, "Hey, this guy's a bad guy," or "This guy's doing bad things." No, they he was said a bad you're guy. just okay, but. <laughs> Is that wh- is that why they criticize him, or did they say right, you're just out of his league physically? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was so much physical. I think it was um, job. I think it was a lot of just the vibe that he gave off. Um, they didn't trust him. I think you know what I mean. Especially women pick up on things like that. Yeah, you've said two things here in the last five minutes or so. Energy and vibe. Hmm. Yeah, I'm big on that stuff. Right. Okay, so when you're having a conversation with someone, you pick things up that are not just the words we're saying to you or maybe even necessarily the look on our face as we're saying these words. You're, you're, you're sensing something else? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a um, big believer in pheromones. So I think, you know... I mean, I, I dated a guy briefly who I, when I first met him, thought he was not good looking whatsoever. People would talk about him and I'd say, I don't, I don't see it at all. But there was, I don't know, I got to talking to him and there was, there was something there. Okay. Something drawing me to him. Can't explain it. Do you feel like that other thing, that unseen thing that drew you to him made you find him more physically attractive or it was just separate you were just attracted to that other thing and that was enough no i think ultimately i built a physical attraction to him i'll ask the stupid question what what is a fair moon what is how, how? it's like i guess it's like a is this like an aura thing is it like a you never heard of pheromones uh, no interesting yeah it's like a sexual 
thing. Like you are like, I don't know, maybe you're Musk or something, okay. you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's something that's, right. you know, the chemistry, you know, okay. it's, it's there. There's something. I've got, I've got the. What, please. I've got oh, the, do yeah. you have the definition? I do. Okay. <clears throat> Pheromones. Enlighten. Pheromones are chemicals that are secreted in our sweat and other bodily fluids. The musk. (laughs) That are believed to influence the behavior of the opposite sex, such as triggering sexual interest and excitement. All right. So. I don't know that I've ever heard that word before. That's pretty close. Yeah. Do you think that's why we're attracted to so many people at the gym? Because they're sweating and giving off those pheromones? No, it's, it's the, the yoga it's, pants. It's the clothing <laughs> that, that no just doubt. yeah messes with you. I mean, we've always said, like, wouldn't you love to see the person at the gym out just to try to compare? I don't know if you'd recognize them even. I don't think so. Yeah, because Maybe. we've seen some people come out of the gym. Right. And it, you don't see it as much because the time we go. But people will shower and come out fully dressed for right. work or whatever it is, and they are stunning. I like how you drop the gym in there, too. We work out. Um, oh, yeah. we work out. <laughs> well, we go to the gym. We pick right. things up. We put yeah, them down. Right. And we, we do a lot yeah. of this. We, so we do, do a lot. Of you this. know what? I think this is. I think that's why this podcast was born. It is. We could save so much time if we just brought the microphones to, to the, the gym, gym. Did both at once. Set it up in the middle. Exactly. Right. And we'd be yeah. like, "Where were we for the last two hours at the gym?" <laughs> right. Not working out. You can find but, it on SoundCloud. But, right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was. A, it was a podcast. All right. So. What about a guy who manipulates his scent? Uh, <laughs> no, this is good. Would you rather the natural scent of a man? I'm not saying he doesn't wear deodorant, but like too much cologne is too much cologne, right? Yeah. But would you rather a guy who doesn't wear any cologne? I got to be honest. My boyfriend right now is not. <laughs> It's going to sound terrible. He's not a huge he, fan he's of not a daily shower. <laughs> Did you just say he's not a huge fan of the daily shower? I did say that. Yes. Interesting. Okay. We get um, every other at least. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh, when you're hesitant. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He better okay. use a lot of cologne. There are, all, there are a lot of pheromones here, I think. Yeah, huh? Maybe that's what it is. This He's is just it. constantly sweating. So just the natural scent of a man. But I don't think, I mean, I'm, you know, you I'm not like, oh, his first scent. Night, is, uh, you told him that first night you like pheromones. He said, well, I'm done with showering. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're showering again. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. What do you find as the more attractive artificial smell? Is it deodorant, a cologne, shampoo? What do I like the best? Yeah. I love cologne. Cologne. Okay. Shawnee's is? Mine is, this is a little hard to believe, mine is lotion. We're at, we'll be at the gym, yeah. and he'll, he'll like stop, and I can tell there's something going on in his mind. And Which he says rare. to me, he goes... Ah, it, you know, it isn't shampoo, it isn't perfume. It, I can tell there's a girl in this general area that's wearing a lotion I like. That says something about you, I think, Sean. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Now, he doesn't know the lotion, but the, but it's the scent. I think a lot of men don't even. And I said, wait a minute, you can tell the difference lotion. between lotion and shampoo. No, yeah, no. I gotta admit that scares me a little bit. <laughs> it shouldn't scare. I mean, it's just he'll be a he'll scent. be at the bar tonight, staring at you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my elbow on the bar, staring. I didn't shower today. What do you think, Sarah? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, no, lotion just has that. I mean, look, certain perfumes. More yeah. subtle, right? Lotion, nuts. a little more yeah, subtle. I think that's what it is. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, but a girl walks by you wearing per- a good perfume. You don't notice that? Notice it, sure. Sure, okay. It's just not number one. All right. 
a, a real like good lotion. I feel like I'm just transported on a tropical island with this person. Well, let's move off that. All right, we'll get to a non-smell-related topic then. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm curious. We've talked about this too. What is something that? So you're a bartender. Is there a profession that Ooh, I like you this. find? Yeah. What would be the best profession for you to date where you would get the most perks out of it? Because we've talked about, like, well, if you dated a bartender, you could get free drinks. Or, like, if you dated uh, a manager of a restaurant, you could, whatever, whatever it is. What is, what is, what benefits yeah, you most? The biggest perk for you in a profession of a guy you were dating? So, dream job for a guy. Right. That I'm Highly date. superficial. How does his job benefit you the most? Right. I mean, can he own a shopping mall? He can own whatever you want. I mean, if he owns a shopping mall, I but mean. But shouldn't he like be a designer, own a clothing line? Mm. But then you're limited I like variety. That. I like mm. variety. Okay. So some. I love to shop. A job a where problem. you could have access to clothing, shoes, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, I think if we're being superficial. Yeah, why not? What's yours? I, I, we've talked about this, so you know. I mean, and, and we've we've kicked around a lot of ideas. So one is like, yes, as Sean said, bartender. But I've always thought like, you know, it's difficult. And, and I'm going to ask you about this too. Like, so when your boyfriend comes to the bar or a guy you've been dating, does he tip you? Are you charging him for drinks? How does that work? Well, my boyfriend is in the same industry, so he he knows how it works to a certain degree and uh he is friends with the owner of the bar that i work for yep. so he you know rarely pays but for different reasons sure. and you know at certain times he's you know throwing a 10 dollar bill at me or something and i'm like that's just weird don't do that it is it's got to be weird is. right that's, yeah, yeah. cuz so, so that's that? why i said I, that that there's nothing Obviously, there's nothing wrong with it, but the perk is not there, as you would assume it is, would be. Correct. Okay, so I ultimately get down to this. Big sports fan, so to date someone who you could even say like owns a team, but we've said works for a team, access to tickets, mm. on the field, on the court, whatever, in the locker, you know what I mean? All that stuff, so complete access to a particular team. I'm on board. I'm right there with you. I mean, that's as a big sports fan as well. Right. I mean, that's that would be huge. Yep. There would be some perks there. No doubt. Maybe even like PR for a particular league. Exactly. Now you're really talking. Open it up to any team, any, team, any city. All-star games, right. whatever. It's a good one. Yeah. But I did want to get back a little bit now to the bartender thing. Yeah, back to me, please. To kind of back. Right. Enough of you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, just to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit on that profession. Um, obviously, a little bit different than writing a sex column. Eh, Not there's yeah. some similarities. Yeah, <laughs> I would bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about the life of a bartender that bar patrons wouldn't necessarily know or even think of? Um, I think my biggest issue with people that come into bars is that they look at, I think they look down on bartenders and a question I get a lot is, Oh, well, do you do anything else? And I think it's very condescending and, you know, and a lot of times bartenders are, you know, paying for school or do you know what I mean? Raising a family, you know, you can 
be a lot of things other than a bartender. And How I do think, you go to a bar and look down upon the person who you're there to drink? Right. Correct. This is now someone who's going to get drinks for you, bring you but drinks whole, as you it's pay. It's a whole so, service thing, you know. See, I've always said I always hold people in the service industry at a much higher regard than probably many other people because I could never do it. I don't have the patience. You don't like I don't want people. to deal with people. Don't want to people deal. are the worst. Oh. If people weren't necessary, I'd get rid of them completely. Oh. Well, and I, I, I do it. I struggle a lot because I um, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's this disorder out there called uh, resting bitch face. We've talked about this. Yes, and I suffer from that. Is this an and, actual thing? Oh, it, it yes. Really? It's a real problem. I think there... The way I try to explain it is I think there's some sort of disconnect between some sort of, I don't know, synapse or something in my brain and my my mouth. And I, I don't really have control of what my facial expression. You believe you are. have this. Oh, I absolutely not have Not just it. people no. telling no, you you have it. Have oh, it. But we, no. Well, we, right? no, no. we talked about it. So you just think you feel like you look at all times like an unhappy, angry person. Yeah, I mean, people tell me that. What's wrong? Are you having a bad day? You look tired. You look miserable. Why don't you cheer up? Smile once. Like, Is there a worse comment, by the way? You look tired? Right. You look like, like shit is the, what you're saying. Right. Like, that's one of the worst ones out there. Yeah, well, right. I mean, what does that even mean? I don't know. What, what, is, what does that mean? It means you look terrible. Right. That you can't. Come on. Oh, no. That's what people do. Okay, so problem with the people when, in terms of how they view a bartender. Yeah, and telling me to smile. I mean, and then I'm not just going to smile because you told me to. Give me something to smile about, you know? Now, do you, but do you, working at a bar, do you have a hard time going out? Because you're like, uh, I guess we're no, going to the back bar. back to work. Yeah. No, I have no problem with that. Yeah, like, that's good. <laughs> okay, how do you maintain enough sobriety during a shift when people are constantly forcing shots upon a bartender? Right, because you want to be a good bartender. Right, you can't and, say no. Right, you want to be engaging with the customer, right. and they want yeah. to buy you a drink. You right. want to get them drinking more. Plus, the more right. they drink, the right, right. The shot, more shots they do, the more they're going to drink. Right. Um, I have to admit, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes, because you want to, you know, have fun. They're having fun. You want to join in. Um you can do some little tricks, like if you're someone wants to do a shot of Jameson with you, real quick, you put a little squirt of iced tea in a shot glass, and it looks the same. Mm-hmm. Have you done that with us? Um, <laughs> no, I always take a shot with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. She's such a good liar. She is very good, yeah. Interesting. There's, you okay. know, there's little tricks. You okay. Know. All right, so then on the flip side, what's the best part? The best part is that it's different every single time. You never know what you're going to get. That's certainly true about the bar where Sarah works. Have you ever had to throw someone out? Yeah. Actually, I had to throw out one of my best friends. No way. Yeah, oh, yeah. What happened? What could they possibly have done? She was sleeping. Oh. But you can't, sl- you can't sleep at a bar. That's not a good image. You know? <laughs> no. No. That, and yeah. she, you know, prior to that, had been stumbling around, bumping it. I mean, she was wasted. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We had to get her out of there. Wow. Is that difficult to do, or just she'll she'll think a me little in the bit? Because I mean, you know, it was it was a situation where it was you know my friend's birthday that we had thrown them an open bar party. Oh, Some stuff got out of control. There was a lot of vomiting in the bathroom. Mm. There was a guy who got stitches. So you know, my boss was like, well, "Who are these people you're bringing in here? Like, let's get yeah. them the hell out of here." You see so. a lot of fights. Um. At some bars I've worked at, yes, there's fights, and I hate fights. They make me extremely uncomfortable. They're so stupid. Who, who yeah. fights? Once you're out of 
I guess I'll push it to high school, but when guys fight and you're beyond the high school age, like, come on, man. Right. Yeah, I went into a bar a couple weeks ago. There was a near fight, and it, it had right. started over a football argument. Of course. The, like, generally, guys, is that not how on. things start? It's either over a girl or a, a sport. A sport, yeah, absolutely. Right. I would say that's 100% true. Nothing worth fighting over at a bar, certainly. I just don't understand the fighting. Like, we're, now we're going to fight. Yeah. You know, like, it goes back to the elementary day, days. When I'll meet you at the flagpole at 315 or whatever. Right. Were you ever in a fight in school? I ne- I've, I've never been in a real intense physical altercation. However, I've been around a number of them. I've taken part in breaking up okay. a handful. And... To one, one to the point where the guy I was separating was like, "You're next if you don't get out of my way." Wow, yeah. Said, well, I'm not, I'm not getting out of the way, and I don't think I'm gonna be next. I don't think you really want to hit me. Yeah. And I was able to kind of talk oh, him off the ledge. Tough guy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do girls he fight? Were there me. fights? Did you, were you were you ever in a fight? A scrap? Ooh. Oh. I I tried to break up a fight once and uh, got myself punched. Wow, by a guy or a girl? By a guy. By a guy. Oh, I see that. Not cool. But never in like a fight, even when you were little or, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I, at one point may have, you know, been in a situation where I had to defend myself and grabbed a girl by her tube top and kind of <laughs> smacked her upside the head. <laughs> I mean, I'm not proud of it, but it happened. You know, I was young and yeah. drunk and. I, I was in fights in elementary school, like where it was legitimately like. You, you, you the, someone had a beef with you, or what? you had a beef with someone else, and it was like, th- see, I'm from a small town in New Jersey. These are the kinds of things that would happen. It would be after school, and you knew you were going to fight this kid after school, and w- everyone, I it, kid though? you not, everyone would circle around and watch. But what would what would be the the initiating point? I don't. I honestly, I don't know. Like, bull- was it just bullying? Somebody would not really. You know. It really no. It wasn't a bully situation at all. Um, we're, even as men, we're idiots. As boys, we're no, even worse. Sure. And you just feel like I'm something is going to push you. Oh, please! I live it every day. Um, I don't know. Something just pushes you into now. Okay, I, I guess we're going to fight, and you and you would fight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. So you were in how many scrapes in elementary school? Probably only a few. Did you ever lose any? No, you would never. No one ever like ended up being knocked out unconscious. Mm. You would you would get your punches in. You'd get hit as well. How would it end? Somebody gives up. No, people would then Break it up. get involved. But mind you, it would start where they're in a circle watching, <laughs> what? and then it would get to a point where like if enough like punches were landed, I think they would jump in. Like third grade fight club. Yeah, maybe fourth. Unbelievable. Yeah. What can I say? You've grown out of that. Uh, I, I can't I can't stand now where you go out at night and there are guys, bros as I call oh, them, yeah. fighting. It, it just well, you're not getting involved because you don't want to mess up that hair. Oh, uh, that's, that's yeah. True. Well, like in Anchorman, it's like don't don't punch, no punches in the face. All right, now that we're gonna put people out of their misery here and, and bring this thing to a wrap. Episode one of an hour you'll never get back. It really was too, wasn't it? Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, you can email us, which I should point out. You can email us. Now, this is how stupid I am. 
The show's called An Hour You'll Never Get Back. Mm-hmm. The email is just hour you'll never get back at gmail.com. No no apostrophe on the you. No apostrophe. Right. right. Emails don't take apostrophes, which I learned through this. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Chris Honorato, O-N-O-R-A-T-O. Sean is at Shawnee Airbags. Is that what it is? I think so. You made it up. I'm not really sure. And and you can always find Sarah also on Twitter. People can find this link on your Facebook. Yeah. Sarah Sure. S- Sarah Sure? Yeah. No, not Sarah. Nope. Sarah. Sarah. S-A-R. Sure. sure. Okay. All short for Sarah Sherman. Perfect. It's just so, Sean Airbags. Oh, no Sean. Airbag. Yeah. Okay. At Sean Airbags. Had to look that one up. At Sean Airbags. <laughs> so, yeah, so I created this Twitter account for this months and months ago and never used it and now am active on it because of this. Right. I have currently nine followers. <laughs> and growing. <Wow. laughs> and, and growing. growing. So yeah. hit us up on Twitter. You can email us, as I said, our you'll never get back at gmail.com. What we're looking for is things people want us to talk about on the show. Sean had a good idea of why don't we put it out there. Maybe someone will create theme music for us. A little open. Yeah. A nice, like, 10, 15 seconds. Yep. Hour you'll never get back. We'll give you plenty of credit that no one will hear. Yeah, right. But (laughs) but we'll we'll do that. So here's how we're going to wrap every week. We're, We're calling it, what are you watching, reading, listening to? We might have something of each every week. We might only have one thing. At the end of uh, of each show, sure. So, Sarah, what are you watching, reading, listening to? Listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. Interesting. I have to admit, Bad Blood. I mean, okay. What's not to love? Um, I just started reading a memoir. Uh, Sarah Heppola is the author. It's called uh, Blackout. It's uh, remembering the things I drank to forget. Is the full title? Wow, interesting. Mm. Yeah, I like yeah it. so that's it. Got like really great reviews. So I just started that one. And uh, what am I watching? Um, Friends reruns. Friends reruns. Is that on Lifetime? What's that on? Uh, Nick at Night. Nick at Night. Ooh, big. Yeah. Um, do you ever go back and read some of you, the stuff you've written? Um, yeah, but after a good amount of time. So I should have asked, what are you writing? What are you writing? Well, I. You so, on I, short so I finished now? my thesis in May, and I got so sick of all those pieces in there. It was like twenty-three pieces. Of, short stories. What um, are they? Personal essays. Okay. Um, and I had to take a big step away from them because I was so sick of them. But um, I am working on a piece now about wanting to have the desire to have a child, but not having it yet. Wow. Wanting to have the desire. Right. Okay. Because you don't? Because right now I don't feel that, I guess, instinct or what, you know what I mean? And I would like to. Okay. You want to want to have a child. Right. But still maybe not have a child. Right. Who knows? But I would, I don't know. Be a puppy? I mean, I feel like that's just as much work. I had, I. No doubt. Yeah. It's not just as well. okay. Can yeah, so we? I'm, where can we find some of this work? Are you on WordPress? Yeah, so I started a website, uh, sarahmichellesherman.com. There's not much to it right now. The only thing on there really is links to the pieces I've already had published. Okay, perfect. So sarahmichellesherman.com. Yep. Awesome. Okay, Shawnee, what are you listening to, reading, watching? Well, I'm going to listen to this first of all. Yeah. To see how it goes. <laughs> Make sure it actually works. Yeah, that's right. true. Uh, 
I'm also, as you know, a big comic book mm-hmm. nerd guy. I'm listening to a podcast called The Weekly Planet yep. every week. These guys are from Australia. They're in Australia. They are two people in a room, which I'm very fond Boy, this of. Is yeah, two, <laughs> sounds familiar. Two guys right. who are uh, entertaining, and even if you're not, even if the content isn't really for you, it, you can still get entertainment out of it. Okay. They're the official podcast of a website called comicbookmovie.com, but they really talk about everything, like movies and TV. Okay. So that's what I'm listening to. On that same uh, air, I don't know if that's the right word, mm-hmm. I am reading... Uh, the the latest issue of The Walking Dead. You familiar with The Walking Dead? I've never seen the show. Yeah. I, I hear big things. Right. So it was a book, though. It it was a comic book, a continuing comic book series that the creator started like eleven years ago. Okay. The issue that just came out is the one hundred and forty fourth issue. So it's he's been doing it for quite a while, yeah. obviously. Um, the this issue so. The issue come out every month, and then after a while, they put out a collection. So the biggest collection they put out is a 48-issue collection. So this last issue was the final issue of what will be the third compendium, they're called. So it really has a, a big ending coming to You know, they try mm-hmm. to end the arc with, like, a, a bang. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. What am I watching? I'm watching Seinfeld. Yes. Reruns. Yep. I got the TV show... On DVD, started from the beginning months ago. I'm on the seventh season, so I'm trying to work through You're those close. when I have time. Yeah. yeah, nine seasons. Recommend the DVD, by the way. A lot of great bonus stuff on there. And I might watch. I might go see Fantastic Four at some point. It's getting crushed. Oh my God. They're saying it might it might not even hit 30 million for opening weekend, which is just an embarrassment. Uh, but that's it. Mostly the Seinfeld on the watching end. Okay. Uh, I, I seem to be listening to a lot of The weekend. I Can't mm. Feel My Face, which just now all I can do is picture Tom Cruise's lip sync on Jimmy Fallon. Perfect. Uh, which, you know, it's your, he's your boy in a lot of ways. Oh, come on. Well, Let's I'm, say that. In an, acting, in an acting sense. I'm a fan of the... Do you like Tom Cruise? Not really. Okay. I like the Mission Impossibles. I like his movies. Top Gun? Well, yeah, okay, now we're going way back, but... I just can't hear his name without picturing you can't him separate. jumping up on that couch yeah. on Oprah. I mean, I just, that's, okay. all, that's all that's going on for me. So I seem to be listening to a lot of that. Um, I've had a country music reawakening. Oh, boy. I used to be into country a little bit, and now the country I like and listen to is more new age country. So I'm a big fan of Florida, Georgia Line. Listen to a lot of them. Um what am I reading? I'm reading Killing Patton right now, which is a Bill O'Reilly book. We don't even need to, need to discuss his politics, like him or hate him. Uh, the research he does on these historical pieces are really, really good. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, and what am I watching? I am watching, boy, not much Game these days, honestly. Well, no, you know what I'm watching? I'm watching Ray Donovan. Okay. Love Ray Donovan on Showtime. Big fan of that. Um Game of Thrones, I am a fan of, but uh, but not in season right now. So I'm watching a lot of Ray Donovan and True Detective on HBO, which is a very good show as well. I don't do a lot of the like cable s- stuff because I just don't think it's very good anymore. You know, you're watching reruns, you're watching reruns. I think that says a lot. Uh, yeah, that's true. And I'm watching HBO on Showtime, so that's that's what I'm reading, listening, watching. I have a tease for next week. 
perfect. Because we said we'd get to something that we didn't get to, and that was the our opinion on being called nice. So next week, I will go off your on, rant on why I think, under certain circumstances, calling somebody nice can be a big insult. I would have to agree. An insult. Yeah. I mean, that's like the last thing you want to hear. Oh, you're so nice. Yeah. Sarah's right on. She's all over. She's she's got to figure it out. Sarah, thank you for doing this. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you. We've you. taken up a lot of your time here on this. Uh, and uh, if anyone made it to the end, it's an hour they'll never get back. It is truly an hour you'll never get back. You can find us on SoundCloud, and we will talk to you next week.